I am a, a connector, I'm a facilitator, I'm kind of a conduit of trust for these seven, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs. One of the ways that I provided value to other people was I was able to make connections that helped them out, that helped them grow their business, that helped them expand their reach, to make a bigger impact in this world. I really learned the importance of having a mentor. I learned the value of relationships, treating people well and doing what you say you're going to do, because that's how you get people talking about you. Relationships are the most valuable asset we possess. Relationships will open doors that we could never open on our own, will create revenue through collaboration that we could never create on our own, will allow us to be able to make the kind of impact in this world that we can never make on our own. How we make people feel is infinitely more valuable than anything we can say to them. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six- to seven-figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six- to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a friend of a friend who has been on this show. This man who has already been on this show is one of the finest human beings it's my privilege to know. And when he told me, Nikki, you got to get to meet Kevin, I just thought, man, if this dude says this dude's okay, then I got to get to know him. So I had a chance to get to know him. And what I've seen, about this man has blown me away so much that I had to have him on the show. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Kevin Thompson. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Well, my pleasure, Nikki. Man, uh, with the, with an introduction like that, now I, I got to live up to some good stuff here, and I'll do my best, man. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Kevin, this show is designed to help the small business entrepreneur. In my opinion, small business entrepreneur is society's greatest hero, society's greatest hero. Why? Because that is the individual that has the courage to have a dream, to go out there and to pursue their dream, despite the naysayers, despite the crazy people out there on the political left that want to destroy capitalism and want to destroy any opportunity we have to create a better future. They go out there, they persevere, they make things happen, they change things, they make the world a better place because they had the courage to dare to dream. They listen to this show because they know we believe in them. They know we believe in freedom, in free expression and in free enterprise. And they know that we bring in the best guests in the world. And I mean the best guests in the world to help them have the tools to get out there and win. But before they can open their hearts to you, man, they need to get to know you. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Kevin Thompson? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, I, uh, my, my, my first introduction to business, I had worked for uh, seven years as a commercial fisherman in Alaska uh, to save up money to start my own business. And, and I would, Nikki, I would like to say I had these grandiose 
vision and dream and all that. Reality is I knew a guy, I'm from Seattle. I knew a guy in Seattle that made some pretty good money in that industry. And I thought, well, gosh, if he can do it, so can I. That was my whole motivation. I'd like to say it was something more, but that first business, it wasn't anything more than that, man. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that first year, uh, I blew through over $300,000. I had to buy a van, cleaning equipment, supplies, all of this stuff, cleaning machine. Uh, and, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And uh, blew through $300,000 that I'd saved up in one year. And uh, so this idea that, you know, if I just had money, then I could be successful in business. No, not true, because you can blow through money if you don't know what you're doing. But I met this guy in a trade magazine, uh, this guy, Joe Polish, and he had an article in this trade magazine that just really resonated with me. And I ended up, he was offering this report. I reached out, I got it, read through it. I'm like, man, this is, this was just really hitting home. And I ended up getting Joe's help, signing up to be a client with his. And over the course of the next three years, with his help, we completely transformed that company into a buy referral only company. And uh, I really learned the importance uh, of having a mentor and having somebody who kind of paved the way and, and what I was trying to accomplish to really help me. And, uh, and, and one of the things that we did in 2000, uh, I started a website that's probably one of the, uh, there's remnants of it still there to this day at getmoldsolutions.com, probably one of the ugliest websites on the internet. But I started that website in 2000 <laughs> and, uh, and as an extension of my cleaning business, because I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could have a reach beyond my local area? Wouldn't it be cool if I could interact with people nationwide and even worldwide? And uh, that's what we ended up doing with that website. And, and very soon, because of technology, I had communicated with more people on the subject of mold, remediation, water damage, all that stuff, anybody else in the industry. And, and that little website was producing between 12 to 15,000 a month in additional revenue for my company. And in 2003, wow. Joe invited me to come speak at his annual event and just show people what I was doing with that website. And, and before I went there, he was like, Kevin, uh, he's like, be sure to document what you do and how you do it because, uh, and put it into a product form because there's going to be a certain percentage of the people in the audience that want your help. And so I did that. And, and we ended up on $35,000 worth of that training at that event when I spoke at Joe's seminar. And, and uh, that was my response. I was like, wow, that is a whole lot more that I'm making a day running the cleaning and restoration business. That was an epiphany for me. And I'm like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I could do more of that? And so the following year, April 9th of 04, uh, I sold the cleaning and restoration business. We moved into that training business full time. And over the course of the next 13 years, we sold $16.1 million worth of that training. And, and I did it through strategic partnerships where other people promoted me, I learned the value of relationships and treating people well and doing what you say you're going to do. And, and, and because that's how you get people talking about you. And I also found that one of the ways that I provided value to other people was I was able to make connections that helped them out. 
that help them grow their business, that help them expand their reach, to make a bigger impact in this world. And I didn't realize it at the time, but after 13 years of doing that, uh, I was totally laying that groundwork, setting that foundation for the work that I do now, which is uh, I, I am a, a connector, I'm a facilitator, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a conduit of trust for these seven, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs. And uh, it is just absolutely uh, such an honor, such a pleasure to be serving those entrepreneurs in the way that I get to serve them. So that's kind of the background. It's a phenomenal background. And, you know, it's very important, I think, to unpack some of what you talked about. So. I, too, am a big connector. I love connecting people. In fact, I wrote a book called The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. If you go into some of my um, back episodes, I do two episodes a week for this podcast. One of them is an interview like this. The other one is what I call a thought leader nugget, where I do like a 5, 10, 15, 20-minute nugget of information. So I actually took that book and I read the entire book, (laughs) uh, and broke it up into segments of chapters. And to me, the most important resource we have, first of all, is ourselves, our our uniqueness, our spirit, uh, what we bring to the table. But the second most important resource are the people around us, because life is a people game. It's not a money game. It's not a numbers game. And, you know, I really liked it when uh, off camera, you said to me, you know, Nikki, it's it's great that, you know, whenever I sign a client, I mean, the revenue is wonderful. But what I really love is I love seeing the impact on ma- I make on a human being. And I just thought, wow, man, this dude gets it. He totally understands it. So let's unpack that whole uh, aspect of connecting relationships, referring people out. Why is that important from your perspective? How do you implement that currently in your business? So, so like you just said, Nikki, um, <clears throat> as an entrepreneur, uh, relationships are, you know, outside of our own skill set, uh, relationships are the most valuable asset we possess. And so relationships will open doors that we could never open on our own. Relationships will create revenue through collaboration that we could never create on our own. Relationships will allow us to be able to make the kind of impact in this world that we can never make on our own. And so, you know, for years, uh, you know, running that other company, running the training company, I really learned and understood that. And so I've always placed a really high value on relationships. And I'll I'll tell you, you know, when, if you like, anybody listen to this, you know, I'm I'm sure you can relate to Nikki, you know, we've all been in a networking situation that totally sucked. (laughs) I've been in a bunch of them over my my career. And, And when you look back, at a networking situation where you're like, man, that really sucked. It is the what what's going on there is, and it's not it's not necessarily that people do this intentionally. They just don't know any better. You know, they go there with the intention because it's it's a finite. Uh, window of time, you know, how, whether it's a mastermind meeting that's lasted two days, whether it's a networking event might, might be two to three, four hours. It's, it's finite. 
it's going to end at some point. And so any entrepreneur that goes there, most of them go with the mindset of like, I, I want to make the very best of this opportunity. And so I am going to connect with as many people as I possibly can. And I totally get it. It makes sense. But yet, because everybody's doing that and, and trying to connect with as many, and, and you, you know, you've probably had this experience where you get home from something like that and you may have all these business cards. And now as you start going through them, you're like, I don't remember who this is. I don't remember. I, because you didn't make a real connection with anybody. And the way that we make a real connection is by asking questions of people. And, and we don't try to make as many connections as we possibly can. What the goal is, is we want to make deep, meaningful connections. And so the way I typically do that is by asking a question, like a question that I love. I mean, I am genuinely, I love talking with entrepreneurs. I'm genuinely interested in learning about them. Uh, so I'll ask a question, something like, what are you working on right now that's most exciting, that, that's got you totally jazzed right now? And you ask an entrepreneur that, they're going to start talking. They're going to start telling you about something, you know, and they're going to, and, and then when they do start telling us about that, you know, for me, because I am genuinely interested, I start asking clarifying questions. Oh, can you tell me more about that? And, and because we are genuinely interested in hearing from them about this and they're telling us more what we do is we give people this gift that is extremely rare. Uh, we give people the gift of feeling seen, heard, and understood. And, you know, we've all heard that thing before that, you know, uh, how we make people feel is infinitely more valuable than anything we can say to them. And that is totally true, that how we make people feel. So I'm gonna give you an example. <clears throat> Last year, I was at an event down in San Diego. And it was the second day of this event. It was actually an event hosted by my buddy, Steve Sims. It was called, his events are called speakeasies. And, uh, and there was 40 entrepreneurs at that event. And this was the second day in the afternoon. There was a 15 minute break. And I ended up talking with this guy, Rob. And I just, I started asking him a question about stuff in his business. And he started filling me in. And for 15 minutes, he was sharing with me about all, what he was doing, what he was working on, all that. And then the, then they start calling us back in and say, hey, let's get started again. And, and then Rob, he apologizes to me. He's like, man, I am so sorry. I ended up talking to you the whole time. I didn't find out anything about you. And I'm like, it, it's totally cool, Rob. Uh, you know, if you want, we can make time. We can we can get together at dinner tonight, or we can follow up on a phone call or a Zoom call afterwards. And 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 that's exactly what we did. We followed up later on a Zoom call. And and the thing is, though, it's it's because of how I made feel Rob feel during that conversation that caused him to want to follow up with me. He didn't know a dang thing about what I did or anything. It wasn't about it wasn't about what I did that caused him to want to follow up with me. It was how I made him feel. And I can tell you that now, a year later, Rob and I are very close friends. In fact, I'm doing business with his company because I too run a podcast and Rob, one of Rob's companies, they they do all the, the technical stuff with my podcast. They do all that to get it out there into the marketplace. So I've hired Rob, one of Rob's companies to do that. And Rob and I have become very good friends. And Rob, he now 
refer to this to me because of our relationship, not because he feels like he needs to, but because he just wants to. That's a good example. I really like it. So what are you working on in your business right now that you're really excited about? Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I, I am in a very interesting transition right now. Uh, for the last two and a half years, I've been hosting this community uh, called Tribe for Leaders with my partner, Jules. And uh, what I've found through having, so we, we have entrepreneurs in that community uh, running businesses, half a million to a million, all the way up to, I don't know where our top earners are, but I'm going to say they're in the 50 to 70 million a year range. And, and what I can tell you, what I've discovered is that uh, for these eight-figure entrepreneurs, you know, uh, I, it's no harder to work with them than it is to work with somebody who's doing a half a million to a million. But what happens is because of who they are, because of the footprint that they already have, because they're resourceful, they have resources, uh, and they're not looking to, you know, they, they don't focus on, I want to add more revenue to my business. They already know how to do that. Their focus is, I want to make a bigger impact in this world, and added revenue is the byproduct of that. And so I got to thinking, I said, man, what, wouldn't it be cool if I, I started a community just for those people. And so I've, over the last few weeks, I've been having conversations with those people and, and just kind of mapping out my ideas and what my thought process is and all of that. And as of right now, uh, we've got four people committed to that new community. And I'm just I, I'm just getting started. And, and I will tell you, I'm not going to lie, uh, I had to go through a lot of personal growth over the last couple of years to even be able to do this, to even be able to have conversations with this caliber of people, because personally, I've never had a business the size of theirs. And, and so it's been a really good growth process for me. Uh, I am, and, and I'm seeing the two communities because there's a lot of people in the existing community that have skill sets that they're going to be able to serve people in the other community. And so it's going to allow me to just keep doing what I do, which is facilitating connections, facilitating relationships, and just continuing to make a bigger and bigger impact in this world through using my gifts and my talents and my skill sets. So what is the outcome you're promising these four individuals and other people who come into that community? The, the outcome that I promise. So it's, it's threefold. Uh, the first thing is that I, I'm the gatekeeper. Uh, and uh, so what I promise is that I am going to be extremely intentional about who I invite into this community. And I've been I've been holding that position in this other community, the Tribe for Leaders community, for the last two and a half years. So I've, I'm already used to holding that position. Uh, now we're just doing it for a higher caliber, higher you're just entrepreneurs that are doing business on a bigger scale. That's all, you know. So I'm still holding that position. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I am not perfect uh, in our other community. I have, on a couple of occasions, let people in who later dis revealed that they were not a right fit for the community. 
And so, therefore, I had to show them the door right And they're done that. Yep. Yeah. And they're done that, for sure. That is a that is a very integral role. And it's also, it's okay to let people know that, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put 100%, put my best foot forward on this. And this is my intention. And, and, and if I do make a mistake, because you know what? Who's perfect? Who doesn't make mistakes on occasion? We all do. But if I make a mistake... I'm going to rectify it right now as fast as I possibly can, because my my allegiance, my my responsibility is to the community as a whole. And I know you and I, we've talked about this before, too, Nikki. That's, we did. That's my, we did. It was good conversation. Yeah, so yeah. that's my first role. OK, and the second role is I am the facilitator. So I facilitate the conversations that take place between these entrepreneurs. I did not allow them to act like everything's, you know, as my as my daughter likes to say, unicorns and rainbows all the time, because that's BS. It's not, <laughs> you know, yes, things we have things to celebrate. We have wins to celebrate and all that. But we also need to talk about where we are right here, right now, and what we could most use help and support with. And I do not let anybody leave a call without in fact they come to the call expecting to talk about this and so they they come expecting to share their wins over the last 30 days they come expecting to share where they're at right now and what they can most use help and support with and i'm going to tell you right now that's how the real connections get made it's not talking about how great stuff is going where we really connect with somebody is when they're sharing, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Things are going really great over here. But right now, man, I could really use some help and support here. I've got this real problem I'm dealing with that I don't know what the solution is. I got this opportunity I want to take advantage of, and I don't have all the clarity I need around that. And and it and it might be personal stuff too. It could very well be not business related. And and I'll tell you, you know that's when you facilitate real, meaningful, long-lasting connection is when we talk about the stuff that's not going right. Because when you have a group of like-minded entrepreneurs who are just giving, generous, lead with a helping hand, people who want to contribute, who want to serve, and they have years of experience and expertise, they just want to help too. And that makes them feel good. But in order for them to help, they got to know, what am I helping with here? You know, so that's the other piece. And then the, and then the last piece is just uh, being that conduit of trust for them, you know, and being able to be that connector for them uh, and, and understanding what is really important, which it's for these folks. It's it's not about adding revenue. I mean, yes, that's an integral part that they, they you know, the revenue is what allows them to grow their business, do the philanthropic work, all of that kind of stuff. But the real, the most important thing is impact. And of course, legacy on the back end of that as well. And so I just want to, you know, facilitate connections for them that will allow them to make a bigger impact in the world. And that's how I make a bigger impact in the world. So those are the three main roles that I see myself as. So those are the roles you play. And I really get that. And all of that is like, basically a very well-run peer group or mastermind, depending on which which term that you want to put on this, right? A well-run peer group is curated. So you, you know, do your best to keep the riffraff or 
the, the wrong people out of it. A well-run mastermind has a powerful facilitator who makes sure that good conversations get had and people bring real issues to the table and they don't just come saying everything's sunshine, lollipop and roses, everything's great, I'm perfect, life is perfect. You make them speak about reality and a good, a good well-run mastermind has someone in there who makes sure that the right connections get made. And I say this, this is a Nikki Ballou original. You're one great connection away from a transformational shift in your life or business. And I'll say this again. You are one great connection away from a transformational shift in your life or business. Last year, I ran a peer group of uh, um, entrepreneurs. These were folks who were, you know, shall we say freedom lovers here in Toronto. All of them had businesses that were seven to eight figures. One fellow had a restaurant and he was in the group and I don't know what it was like in Seattle in January 2021, but in Toronto, restaurants were locked down and he wasn't having a great time because his claim to fame was a great in in uh, restaurant dining experience. Well, one fellow in the group that he met helped him turn his thinking around from in dining experience to takeout experience. And he went from two restaurants to 11. And now he's he's gone to, I think, 13 wow. now. This was, remember, January 2021. He added 11.5 million in annualized revenue by August, 3.5 million in annualized additional profit. And um, right now he's well on his way. This one connection, this one fellow made him think differently because he was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose everything. And he's like, you're thinking about it all wrong. So that one connection, that transformational shift in his life or business, it sounds to me like you cause and create that, that you go to people and you go, hey, listen, I'm going to connect you. These connections are going to create incredible legacy for you, are going to create opportunities for you. I'm going to keep the wrong people out. I'm going to keep the right people in. I'm going to facilitate excellent discussion, and I'm not going to let anyone get away with pretending everything's roses. That's right. Is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement. That is a fair statement. And and I'll tell you, you know, we can, you know, we can say that, you know, you can promote the group talking about, hey, you know, we're going to just come together and we're going to have very real discussions where we share our most intimate stuff that we're dealing with. And uh, you wouldn't get nobody signing up for that because on the service, they're going to say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want it. But yet, you know what? They really do want that. They're not going to admit it. They're not going to sign up. They're not going to pull out their credit card and sign up for that kind of an offering. But once they're inside and once they see other people communicating this way and connecting, they're like, I have been looking for something like this, something real, something meaningful. And, and, and now more than ever, it is so important to just be able to facilitate these kinds of conversations for people, uh, especially entrepreneurs who are making such a big impact in this world already. So, yeah, it's huge. It's huge, Nikki. That's uh, good stuff, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with what you're saying here. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You said that you had to go through some personal growth before you could um, – start this and because you'd never run a business like this did you have some sort of belief that because you hadn't had that big a business maybe you weren't the right guy or something oh like God. something along those totally. lines was that going through your head totally <laughs> <laughs> um i would look 
So I've, you know, I've been, I, I've put myself in masterminds and groups for, oh, 18 years now so that I can put myself in positions to meet, you know, uh, successful entrepreneurs. And, but yet so many times I'd be in conversation with him. I, I remember one time I met uh, this guy, he was a venture capital investor and I met him 13 years ago. And we had a just, I, I met him in the mastermind group. We really connected. We had uh, such a great conversation and, and I shared something in that group uh, somebody else had said something on the back of what they were saying. I kind of piggybacked on them because they were talking about how their life integrated with their business and stuff. And and I was like, you know, I said, I can totally relate to that because my business, it really fits in with the kind of lifestyle that I want to live. And, and you know, uh, I, I, I think there's always room for improvement. So I won't give myself a 10, but I will give myself a nine. And, and I'm just kind of talking about that. And like this guy, comes up to me on break and he introduces himself and, and he's like, Kevin, he's like, you know what? I just want to say, I, I really appreciate what you shared. And I uh, could go for a whole lot more of what you got going on in your life in my life. And he was telling me how, you know, he, he, he has his own private jet. He has a yacht. He's like, Kevin, I hang out with some of the wealthiest people in the world. And I can also tell you from personal experience, they are some of the most miserable SOBs you'd ever meet. And uh, yeah. and so we ended up sharing. And I, I just, I don't remember what the heck we talked about over those two days. But at the end of those two days, yeah. he hands me a piece of paper and with a phone number on it. And he's like, Kevin, he's like, you know, I have a place in Seattle. And I know you're not far from Seattle. And he's like, I'm only there like every three months. And beyond that, the place never gets used. It's a beautiful condo right downtown at the Harbor Steps, right next door to the Four Seasons. And he's like, you call this number and you take your family down there because I have kids and, and all that. And he's like, you take your family down there and you just go enjoy that space. And he's like, you know, we, we'll have room service all covered for you. Whatever meals, you got a great restaurant down there. You, you're you're going to love the food. And and he's like, that's just my way of just saying thank you to you. And like, you know, Nikki, I never took him up on that. I never took him up yeah. on that because I was like, is he serious? Does he really mean it? I don't want to bother him. I don't want to inconvenience him. And, and, and years later, him and I were talking about that. And I was telling him, because he asked me, he's like, why'd you never take me up on that? And I'm like, all this stuff that I was telling myself, he's like, man, Kevin, he's like, I would have, he's like, I don't have that condo anymore, but man, I would have loved shared that with you, you know? And he's like, and, and, but, and, and even with like running this tribe for leaders group, you know, when I, we launched that thing uh, two and a half years ago, there was one gentleman that my partner Jules and I were talking about. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to invite him because he's already so successful. He's already really well connected. And I just don't know that we could be of value to him. And, and, and she was like, well, it sounds like he already made up his mind for him. And I'm like, okay, as I point, <laughs> point taken, I'll at least have a conversation with him. And so I did. I had a conversation with him, and he was like, wow, Kev, that sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to be a part of that. And I was like, my, my jaw hit the floor, Nick. <laughs> I was on, on one hand, I'm like, holy cow, look who just joined the group. And on the other hand, I'm like, please, please let this be valuable for him. 
you know, and and it turned out that it has been, and he's been in for two years, and in fact now uh, he's he's coming into the new group that I'm starting because he's a right fit for that, and uh, and you know it it took that experience and 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 having him after two years, you know, when we when we circled back in March of this year and we had his renewal conversation again, he was like, Kevin, he's like, I really want to share, you know, what you do for me that I can't get anywhere else. And and having him share that and having him articulate that, that he was like, you know, he's like, you just invite these right people that we have these real conversations, not in a big group where there's like, you know, 30 30, 40, 60 people, but in, you you put us all into small groups every quarter of like me and four other people. And he's like, so we get to have these intimate conversations and really get to know each other. And he's like, I can't get that anywhere else. I have found nowhere else but you who offers that. And, and so having that insight from him and really, you know, coming from where I was of not feeling like I can serve somebody like that to now, two and a half years later, having had that experience, not just with him, but with a good seven, eight other people too, that it's like, now I know, now I know what I know that I can provide immense value to those people. And I've already experienced it. And they are so grateful to me for that. It's just exciting to keep moving forward because this is like just the next evolution. You know, I got something really powerful out of what you just shared because um, someone's kind of like bigness or income has not gotten in my way too often. Okay. Uh, I will approach somebody to tell them to be on my podcast. I got Jack Canfield on my show, Chicken oh. Soup founder. I got Mark Victor Hansen, same dude. I got John Maxwell. Oprah Winfrey's coach, Marie Forleo, Seth Godin. I go on and on and on. There's 50, 60 really big people. And, um, but there's a part of me that wouldn't ask certain people to do my programs who could have benefited from it. And when you were sharing this, it just hit me that, yeah, I, 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 you not taking advantage of that man who offered that to you. I, I've, I've, I've done the equivalent of that, you know, um, and that's not good. Like, here's what I see about Kevin. Okay. Kevin's a man with a big heart. He's um, he wants everybody to be winning. You know, Kevin Thompson wants everybody, whether they he knows them, doesn't know him. His, the intention is I want you to win. I want you to have a great life. I want you to be, to be rocking it. And if you come into my world, I'm going to just go double down on making sure that happens, you know? Uh, and I think to myself, man, I, I love that about you. And, you know, we've just had, this is our second ever conversation. And I'm like, I want to help this guy. I, I, I and I, 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 I go through my head and the thought would be like, well, how does Kevin need your help? I don't know. But the answer, the answer right now is, I don't know yet, but I know I'll talk to him enough. I'll find out. That's kind of what's coming to me. You know, I talk to him enough. I'll ask enough questions. It'll, it'll become clear. Yeah. And when it becomes clear, I'm going to offer to help him. And in the meantime, like just having that level of curiosity is something I'm getting from this conversation. That's really, really good. Like I, I'll tell you a story. Yeah. So a few years ago, I was married 
and my then wife seemingly out of the blue decided she didn't want to be married to me anymore. We had two kids. One was three, one was a year and a half. The one who was a year and a half, he, he, he had gone through a horrible um, medical scare. He was born with something called subglottic tracheal stenosis. In English, that means his windpipe was too narrow. My ex-wife was freaked out. I was freaked out, but I was acting tough. She thought he was going to die. And some of the people around her were telling her, yeah, you got to have this crazy surgery, which involved opening up his trachea, shoving a tube down his throat, closing it around there for six weeks while he's sedated. You think about that. One and a half years old, sedated for six weeks with this big ass tube down his throat. And there was a 20% failure rate for surgery. Not that he would die, but that he would permanently have a hole in his trach. He would never be able to be living a normal life. And um, I went through this and I, I did not handle the situation well, which is why my ex left. I messed that up. I, it's on me. It's my, my, me. I own that. And, you know, but I went out of my way to go learn what it is to be a good man in a relationship because I knew I screwed that up and I, you know, she wasn't open to fixing it. And I got that, but I didn't want to be that dude anymore. And I also became really passionate about helping other men avoid that fate. So I joined a men's organization and I put 60 men through the programs. The next highest number of enrollments into that work was eight. I did 60. The next guy did eight, you know, um, it's just because I was so passionate and I didn't care. It wasn't about me. I, I, I didn't get a penny for this. Another guy got all the money for the program. It wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? And dudes could feel that, right? They could feel like this guy really cares. He really, really cares. And fast forward a few years, you know, I, I, my ex and I, we got a great relationship now. We even went on vacation with my new lady and the kids. and um. But I've become really passionate about helping men. So I go out there and I started my own men's organization. It's called Sovereign Men. And I got 20 odd men in it. Uh, not everybody's dealing with divorce. And then I started a program. I created a program out of the work I did with, uh, with the men in that program. Um, and I call it Make Your Life Great Again. And it's about a man whose wife has kicked him to the curb and he's got kids under 18. And he's still like feeling horrible about it. And I've decided for some dumb reason to just do that kind of on the side. When a friend of mine knows there's a dude who's going through hell, he'll call me. You know what I mean? And I've helped some people. Like, I've helped about a dozen men. And about eight of them never got back together with their wife. But, you know, they didn't rip each other apart and destroy the family's finances and kill, kill each other. Four other people, they actually got their, their family back. That was incredible, you know? And I'm still not putting this out there as my main thing, but I'm listening to you right now. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a lot more public about this. That if you know a man and this man is hurting, I want you to call me and I want you to have me talk to him. And if he's, if he's broke, I'm just going to put him in our group and he doesn't even have to come up with any money. We're just going to help him. But if he's got money, I'm going to put him through the program and I'm going to charge it. And I'm going to help him save hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars, but I'm also going to help him save emotional pain for his children, for himself, for his lady. And you just gave me the courage to do that, man. I appreciate that. Well, 
thanks so much for sharing that, Nikki. I mean, that really means a lot. And, you know, if now, because of that, you get to, you know, serve people that you can help that much more powerfully. I mean, how awesome is that, you know? And, you know, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, I've, I've found out, you know, like that, that gentleman that we were talking about, you know, uh, I have been this giver my whole life and and you're a giver too, Nikki, you're a giver through and through too. And, and uh, I can't speak for you, but I will definitely speak for me uh, that while I've been a giver my whole life, most of my life, I have also completely sucked when it comes to receiving uh, because I don't want to bother people. I don't want to inconvenience them. I don't want to put them out. I don't want to be perceived as a taker either. Cause like, that's not me. I'm a giver. And so for all these reasons, I wouldn't ask for, I mean, I, 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 God forbid I'd ask for help from anybody. When you give to somebody who just really appreciates it, how does that make you feel? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the most amazing feeling in the world. And he's like, right? And he's like, but do you realize that by you being the way you are, by being this giver, but not opening yourself up to receive and not asking other people for help and allowing them to have that experience. You're actually depriving them from having that experience. You're actually taking from them. And I'm like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And that, when when he shared that with me, a switch happened right then and there. Because he's like, Kevin, he's like, giving and receiving is just kind of like breathing. You know, if, if I were to ask you, what do you prefer better? breathing in or breathing out. And, and if you actually answer me, I'd tell you, great, try doing only that for a while and see how far it gets you. You got to do both. You got to do both. And, and, you know, ever since then, I have just really taken that to heart. And I, you know, I am light years better now than I was, but also, you know, these entrepreneurs, and I don't care how successful somebody is, how big of a business they run, how great, things look on the outside looking in most entrepreneurs totally suck at receiving too. Uh, about 90% of them. <laughs> and, and if I can help them and by, by, by sharing the same kind of thing, by empowering them to, to get, to, to, to place a focus, an intentional focus on getting better at receiving a lot about letting other people have the experience of giving to them too, um, you know, then how powerful is that? And like what you just said, Nikki, you know, um, it, the, the revenue is the byproduct of all this other stuff. You know, when we focused on impact yeah. instead of revenue, the revenue just comes, man, because we just attract, I mean, we just attract people because they, they, they hear what we're all about and they, they, they just want to be around us. Amen, man. Amen. No, it's really beautifully said. You know, a little while ago, I uh, interviewed um, a woman named Marie Diamond. You may remember the movie The Secret. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. one of the. She's the one who did the the segment on this art director who said he couldn't find any women to date, and she said, "Well, paint it." And then he painted it, and he was dating a lot. Then he goes, "Well, I want to, I want to, I want to settle down now. I don't want to date so many women." She goes, "Well, paint that." So he, and it all happened for him. So I interviewed her on the show. And um, uh, that was back when I had a co-host okay. and he and I interviewed her and then I had a chat with her 
And, you know, I, I, she was telling me how much she gave and how little it, at the time she charged. And I said, man, for what you're doing, you could be charging a lot more than you should be. Because I said to her, you know, if you don't get what you should get, you won't give what you should give because, you know, it's energetically something's off. And she was like, she looked at me, she goes, that's good. You should trademark that. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Uh, it, it's the truth, man. If you don't get what you should get, you can't give what you should give because you'll be depleted. It's, it's impossible to, to make that happen. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, uh, as far as I'm concerned, man, um, Kev, let's go through my list of people. I'll introduce you to some people. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, what you just said, Vinny, you know, and I firmly believe this, that I am, I am just, I'm a steward. I'm a steward of both the, the, the money that comes my way, as well as the relationships that come my way. And, and the better steward I can be of that revenue and of those relationships, then the more that comes my way for me to be a steward over and, and the bigger impact that we get to make. And, and you're right, you know, we get to be able to take enough to be able to, you know, I get to be able to provide for my family and, and, and as, as a husband, as a father in a way that makes me feel good. But, and then I get to save a little bit. And, and, and beyond that, everything just kind of flows through because you know what, none of it's mine anyways. I ain't leaving this world with none of it, man. <laughs> And so just let it flow through and be okay with that. You know, my buddy Jesse that I mentioned, I, he does not have any kind of a retirement plan. He's like, because Kevin, I'm going to be doing what I do until the day I die. So what, what the heck do I want to retire to, man? I'm just going to keep on doing what I do. And, you know, th that's a different way of looking at things because most people are looking at like, you know, saving up their nest eggs so that they can one day retire and, and, and then finally start enjoying life the way that I really wanted to. Well, you know, and then once that happens, now they're working days end and they have this nest egg saved up. And now for the rest of their damn life, they're like, I hope I got enough to last me. And they can, they can never answer that question. They can never answer that question. And they are constantly stressed, hoping they did it enough and have enough to last. And you know what? I, I like the idea of just, I'm just gonna do my thing. And I'm just going to be a conduit. I'm going to be a steward. I'm going to be a good steward, as good as I can, and just allow for the universe to just let, let me keep doing my thing in this world. And I'm, I'm, I'm with Jesse. I'm going to keep doing my thing until the day that I can't do it anymore. You know? <laughs>I don't think I'm ever going to retire. I'm, I'm going to, you know, maybe uh, take more time to relax. Yeah, for sure. We got to take uh, care of us. I'm going to take, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take longer vacations uh, for sure. Um, and I live in Canada. It gets cold here in the winter. I think I'm going to take a couple of, uh, a <laughs> couple of months off during the coldest months, <laughs> you know, go somewhere warmer, things like that. But yeah, man, it's like retirement is a presage to death, really, is what it is. People who retire, especially men who retire, they don't live very long. Men who have purpose live long. I mean, um, Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous architect on which the book The Fountainhead is modeled, right? Howard Rourke, the main character in the book The Fountainhead, is modeled after Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright died at 93. He was designing something when he died. He died at his desk and he keeled over. I mean, 
hot diggity dog, right, man. Right. That's that's the way it ought to be, right? Like he was doing something that meant something yeah. to him when he passed on. He wasn't just like, oh my God, what am I gonna do now? Because a man, especially, I mean, everybody needs a purpose, but a man especially needs a purpose, something that animates him. Without that purpose, he's got nothing. Yeah. He's got nothing. Yeah. You know, I I got a vision like inside of the work we do in eCircle is I want to work with, you know, this year, I want to find another 20 entrepreneurs to come do our branded thought leader workshop in October, minimum, right? We got one, I want 19 more, <laughs> minimum <laughs> for October. And then, you know, uh, inside my men's community, I want to add uh, 30 men to that men's community uh, sovereign men so that we have a group of men who are you know becoming self-sufficient as men and they have a brotherhood that they can go through i want to impact that many men that's important to me i got two sons i want to raise them both to go from being teenage boys to being you know good honorable men that's important to me and i got a fabulous lady and i want to have a great life and relationship with her and she's awesome and I want to uplift her. Those are the things that kind of matter to me right now, man. And it sounds like what matters to you is you want to uplift the people that you've been in charge with your, uh, to be their steward inside your communities. Sounds like you've got a fabulous family that you want to uplift as well. These are all really yeah. cool things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, yeah, you know, we just, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, and definitely been true for me is just been getting the heck out of my own way and, and allowing it to happen, you know, and, uh, and, you know, having uh, people that have placed their faith in me and even are like rooting me on to do this, you know, I'll tell you, that is such a cool experience when you have people rooting you on, Ken, yes, I'm in. You absolutely have to do this. This is so needed, you know. Um, it lets you know you're on the right track. But that's that's the biggest thing. Is just, man, I just had to get out of my own head because, you know, we can all be our own worst critics, man. Brutal to ourselves sometimes. I know I have been, you know. And I, I do my best to just be a little kinder to myself, to treat myself well, you know, because if I don't take care of me, how the heck am I supposed to take care of anybody else, man, you know? Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. So, so Kevin, um, how do people find out about you and the work you do? What's what's the best way? Websites, oh, social you know, media? I, I, I should say I'm on LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn, but I am not. Active. I mean, if you send me a LinkedIn request, I'll accept it. I'm way more active on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. Uh, I believe it's Kevin the Connector on Facebook. So you can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, there is a website at tribeforleaders.com uh, with a little bit of info there. Uh, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed because uh, it's there, but we don't use it because it's all word of mouth kind of stuff, you know? And so, and, and the same thing is going to sure, be true sure. of the of the impact and legacy collective. There's, there's not even a website. I'm just having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, but yeah, best way, just hit me up on Facebook. That's the easiest way. So, yeah. All right. We're, we're going to make sure we put all that in the show notes. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll talk to you offline. I'm grateful to be coming on your show. I know we're going to schedule that yeah. and um, uh, let's do the power of connecting exercise out of my book and the exercise goes like this uh we book an hour 
and uh, I would go on Zoom. I'll go into my various social media. We'll look at my first level connections and we'll see who in there is good for me to connect with you and vice versa. You do the same for me. And that way we 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 put because good people know good people. You know what I mean? I'll say, hey, let's let me put somebody my level of goodness in front of Kevin. And he does the same. We both add to the sum total of goodness in the world. Sound good? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I knew you'd love that. So we'll make sure we do that. Now we end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert, what are your top three, what I call expert action steps? These are your best pieces of advice to help my listener take their business or their life or both to the next level. So what do you say? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I don't know if I can come up with three, but I, I'll give you one that I love sharing this with people, especially with entrepreneurs, because um, I'll tell you, no matter how successful somebody is, no matter, and I kind of alluded to this before, no matter how big their business is, any of that stuff, there is not a person on this earth that gets too much appreciation. And, and I call this the active appreciation exercise because we have, we all have cell phones with contacts. And those can be, you know, business contacts, personal contacts, uh, family, friends. Uh, what I want to challenge you to do is send out messages to 10 people. Let 10 people know one thing that you genuinely appreciate about them. And in those messages, that's all you're going to do. You're just going to send out some love, send out some appreciation. You're not going to ask for anything in return. You're not even going to ask for a response in return. And what I do not view this as a strategy or a tactic. Just let it be who you are uh, because you are going to, not only are you going to have an amazing experience with this, so are the other people in your life they're going to have an amazing experience with this. And uh, ideally, what I'd love to see have happen is that the experience lets you know that like, wow, I want to do a whole lot more of that. Not I got to do a lot more of that. Not I need to do a lot more of that. I want to do a lot more of that. And, you know, I am continually, every single day, I'm sending messages to people. I, I, I like audio messages, whether it's, you know, a, a text message that's audio, whether it's a Facebook message that's audio, because then people can hear you. And I usually keep it to, you know, 30 to 60 seconds and just letting somebody know something that I appreciate them or being thankful for them for something or what have you. And like every single day I'm doing, I've just made that a habit. It's just who part of who I am. And I tell you, like I said, nobody on this earth gets too much appreciation. Everybody could. Nobody. Once more. And and you start doing that, you watch how many conversations that, that leads to, how many doors that opens, how I mean it's gonna be an amazing experience for you and them. So there you go. I love it. You know what? Um I'm gonna do it. I'm in. I'm in. It's a beautiful exercise. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I did that. Uh I, I did a little video recording I did and I sent it to uh, about 20 people. And then I stopped. Um, and I'm thinking this is going to be like 75 hard for me. I did 75 hard. We're going to have a daily practice. Boom. The appreciation minute with Nikki B. That's how it's going to be with a shout out to Kevin T man. <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. That's great. 
So look, we're going to do this. I'm going to just say on your behalf, another expert action step is be a part of a community. Don't do it by yourself. Be with people. Yeah. Right. I think that's a pretty thing that Kevin would say is a, is a smart thing to do. Don't, whether it's mine, Kevin's or whoever's be part of something. Don't do it alone. It's not the way to go. And um, Kevin, I got to believe that you also are a reader. Am I wrong? Do you read books? You know, so I do read. That's not my favorite way to learn. My favorite way to learn is having conversations with other entrepreneurs. I love, so I mean, I'm in conversations all the time. I mean, like every day. Uh, I do read, but I'm not, I, 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 I mean, Nikki, I see behind you all of those books. Um, uh, you are, a, it looks like you're a far more avid reader than I am. And so I might read one or two a month, maybe, you know, so, but uh, yeah, I, I love having conversations with entrepreneurs and just getting to know them and stuff. And I have learned immensely through doing that. So I I would agree that that's very important, but there's uh, something to be said about somebody taking the time to take some of their best thoughts, distilling them into a written form. There's a, there's just a lot of power and magic to that. I'm uh, currently reading this book. I don't know if you know uh, this fellow, Patrick Bet David. I don't. Your next five move, Valuetainment. Uh, he, he's he's uh, the man who created the Valuetainment channel. Okay. Really, really great book. Um, and uh, I just happened to publish my latest book with one of my clients, which is nice. pretty cool. Nice. So these are these are these are kind of like the things. Right. All right. So conversation. So appreciate people. Be a part of a group. And have conversations with great entrepreneurs. And read some good books. (laughs) Read some good books. (laughs) Bonus fourth one. All right. So listen, Kevin Thompson here, Tribal Leaders. He's the real deal. Go on Facebook, connect with him. Go check out his website. If you like what he's all about, then let him know that. And, uh, you know, if you or someone you know is in that, you know, uh, low to mid to high eight figure range of business and you're looking for impact, why don't you have a conversation with Kevin, you know, explore whether this is something that might make sense to you. I think you ought to do it. So make sure that that happens and everything is in the show notes. And listen, listen, if you enjoyed this conversation, do me a favor, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. We're living in a time where a lot of people are going through horrible mental health challenges uh, you know, I've gone through some times where I felt lower than low. You've gone through some times where you felt lower than low. There's someone in your life that's going through that time right now. Listening to this episode could be the thing that lifts them out of those doldrums. And I want to make sure that you please, please, please be generous, show appreciation. And one way to show appreciation is share a beautiful message with your fellow man. All right. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. Really, really appreciate it. My pleasure, Nikki. My pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's guest, the one and only Kevin Thompson of the Tribal Leaders, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this podcast episode, be it iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, or what have you. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.